0: Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 5% off the regular membership price Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILY. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code DAILY. Thank you. It's January 6th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning? A powerful 7.8 magnitude earthquake rocked southeastern Turkey and northern Syria earlier this morning, toppling hundreds of buildings and killing more than 1,300 people, according to the AP. Hundreds are still believed to be trapped under the rubble. And the toll is expected to rise as rescue workers search mounds of wreckage in cities and towns across the area. The quake, felt as far away as Cairo, was centered north of Gaziantep, a Turkish provincial capital. Turkey sits on top of major fault lines and is frequently shaken by earthquakes. The U.S. Geological Survey measured Monday's quake at 7.8. At least 20 aftershocks followed, some hours later, during daylight, the strongest measuring 6.6, Turkish authorities said. The BBC is reporting that U.S. Navy divers are working to recover the wreckage of the Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down off the coast of South Carolina fighter jets brought the craft down over U.S. territorial waters on Saturday, and debris is spread over a wide area. The U.S. believes the balloon was monitoring sensitive military sites. Its discovery set off a diplomatic crisis, with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken immediately calling off this weekend's trip to China. The Chinese authorities denied it was used for spying and insisted it was a weather ship blown astray. U.S. military officials on Friday said a second Chinese balloon had been spotted over Latin America. That same day, Colombia's Air Force said an identified object believed to be a balloon was detected on the 3rd of February in the country's airspace at above 55,000 feet. China has not commented publicly on the second balloon. Legislators of India's main opposition party have kicked off protests at some state-run companies over the crisis at Adani Group, whose seven listed firms saw another sell-off that drove their market loss to $112 billion in less than two weeks, according to Al Jazeera. The crisis was triggered by U.S.-based short seller Hindenburg Research's January 24th report that accused the Adani Group of stock manipulation, unsustainable debt, and use of tax havens. The Adani Group, one of India's top conglomerates, has rejected the criticism and denied wrongdoing in detailed rebuttals, but that has failed to arrest the unabated fall in its shares. Elsewhere, Reuters is reporting that the Canadian government said yesterday it deployed a military aircraft over Haiti to address what it called a dire security situation and to support efforts to disrupt the activities of Haitian gangs. Canada said in a statement that it supports the Haitian National Police and deployed a Royal Canadian Air Force CP 140 Aurora long range patrol aircraft in response to Haiti's request for support as violence continues to escalate in the country. The Canadian patrol aircraft will provide intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance capability to bolster efforts to establish and maintain peace and will remain in the region for a number of days, the Canadian government said. Yesterday, Mali's ruling military junta declared a senior official of the UN peacekeeping mission Persona Non Grata, giving him 48 hours to leave the country, according to Deutsche Welle. In a statement read on TV, a government spokesman accused the head of Minusma's Human Rights Section of bias in the choice of civil society witnesses for UN Security Council briefings on Mali. During the latest briefing, rights activist Eminata Cheek daiko denounced the security situation in the country and accused the regime's Russian partner, the Wagner Group, of serious rights violations. UN Deputy Representative Richard Mills said the Malayan authorities had blocked the Manuzma's mission from deterring and responding to attacks as well as investigating alleged human rights abuses On 237 separate occasions. The Guardian is reporting that Hong Kong's largest national security trial began earlier this morning, involving 47 of the city's most high profile democracy advocates, in a hearing that has been labeled a trial of the territory's pro democracy movement itself. The group of former politicians, activists, campaigners and community workers are accused of conspiracy to commit subversion over the holding of unofficial pre-election primaries in July 2020. More than 600,000 people voted at the primaries in what was viewed as a sign of protest against the government crackdown. The cases at the center of the Hong Kong and Beijing government's crackdown on opposition and dissent in the city after the mass pro-democracy protests in 2019. Those accused of being principal offenders could face life in prison. Politico Europe is reporting that French economy minister Bruno Le Maire will request transparency from Washington over its $369 billion green subsidy splurge in an upcoming trip to the U.S. Lemaire and his German counterpart, Robert Habeck are traveling to Washington tomorrow to meet with U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. The European Commission this week proposed its own package in an effort to counter America's subsidies in the Inflation Reduction Act. The European proposal called the Green Deal Industrial Plan, aims to make it easier for sustainable companies to access tax breaks, to redirect cash towards green tech industries, and to relax state aid rules. EU leaders will meet in Brussels next Thursday and Friday for an extraordinary meeting to discuss the Commission's proposal. And in lighter news from the UPI, a Japanese zoo said it has solved the mystery of a gibbon who became pregnant while living in isolation. Zookeepers said they were surprised when a lar gibbon named Momo gave birth in February 2021, as the ape had been living in her own enclosure without any males present. Officials said Momo was protective of her offspring so it was nearly two years before they were able to collect enough stool and excrement samples from the mother and baby to perform DNA tests. The father of the male baby was found to be Ito, a 34-year-old agile gibbon. Zookeepers said the two apes were never on display together, but they discovered that the partition between Momo's exhibit and the backyard where Ito was kept while off display had a perforated board with holes about 9mm in diameter. Every year, it seems, we have to relearn it, but life finds a way. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Ethan Kessler of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs about sanctions. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.